After all this, that has happened in human history to the present day, inside and outside the Bible, we saw that everything somehow was and is connected. Our story is a puzzle where the Bible is the main piece, and the past, present, and future are the pieces that fit into it. At the beginning of this text everything was explained about paganism disguised as a church. So now we will see what Jesus revealed to the Apostle John, which refers to our present and future, that is very close and will test many people's faith in the world. Many are afraid of the book of Revelation because they read out of context, and most of John's accounts are symbolic, there will be no monsters, but people who will receive powers from Satan, to take over the world, because he wants to take to hell with him as many people as he can. John was the last of Jesus' apostles who was still alive, in addition, he was the only one who stayed with him until his last breath. At the time of John, the emperor of the time was the Diocletian, he exiled John after trying to kill him unsuccessfully, because the emperor proclaimed himself a god, and he demanded to be worshipped. John used to preach the gospel everywhere, and this bothered the Roman pagans, so John was sent to the island of Patmos, the present-day volcanic island in Greece. He stayed there around AD 81-96. The island was like a Roman prison. There, Jesus appeared again to John to reveal to him the events of the end times. John wrote everything in the Revelation book, but in the way he managed to interpret it at that time, most of the texts are symbolic or metaphorical. There are many theories about this book. However, as we have already seen at the beginning, this book is connected with the book of Daniel. Many things have already happened. Many are happening nowadays, and some events will still happen. Jesus asked John to send this revelation to the seven churches of Asia. They were real churches, but these letters had a spiritual meaning. Most of the time, when Jesus refers to the word church, he refers to us who are his church, not to a specific religion. Each of the churches was acting in a way that displeased God, but still, he was trying to open their eyes so that they could repent before the return of Jesus. The messages left to the churches are in the book of Revelation 3 and 4. Letter to the Church of Ephesus. This church had perseverance in the faith and did not tolerate the men against God. But its mistake was that it had abandoned its first love. They didn't have the enthusiastic love that they had already shown one day. Letter to the Church of Smyrna. The Church of Smyrna did not let the money corrupt it, but it was spiritually rich, and was very persecuted because of the gospel. The members were faithful to the Lord Jesus above all. This church had a reward for eternal life. Letter to the Church of Pergamon. The Church of Pergamon had faithful members but also had members who wanted to follow idolatry at the same time. The members needed to assume faith in Jesus once and for all. Letter to the Church of Thyatira. The evangelistic work in Thyatira was good. The problem was that the false prophetess Jezebel was influencing church members to commit sexual immoralities and idolatry. The Lord's message to this church is that its members should be against its false teachings. Letter to the Church of Sardis. Although the Church of Sardis had works, these works were empty. By all appearances, the church in Sardis was a vibrant, effective powerhouse. But inside, they were lifeless and needed to react. Letter to the Church of Philadelphia. Like the Church of Smyrna, the Church of Philadelphia suffered much persecution because of faith, but it made them strong. It was a faithful church to the Lord Jesus. Letter to the Church of Laodicea. This church was abominable before the Lord. Its members became materialists. They were spiritually accommodated and abandoned the faith, but they didn't know how empty they were. There are seven eras in God's plan of salvation. The number seven is the number of perfection. 
God always uses the number 7 when he wants to point us to his temporal level. He already did this in Pharaoh's dream when he showed him seven bundles of wheat and seven cows. It starts with the seven days when God created the heavens and the earth, and goes all the way to the apocalypse of John with the seven churches, seven bowls, seven seals, seven trumpets, so always seven. The churches have gone through all these phases in all the years after the first coming of Jesus, and we are in the era of the church of Laodicea, where most religious leaders are more concerned about the amount of tithes they receive than about leading people to salvation. In the prophecy of the book of Daniel, we learned that the beast is a king or a kingdom, and with all the keywords and historical events, and exact dates, it was proven that the Pope was the fourth beast in the book of Daniel, now we will see what the prophecy of the book of John says. Jesus taught us about the Holy Trinity, which is the Father, God, Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit of God. Satan always wants to deceive us to take us away from God. It is already prophesied that he will be definitively destroyed, but his goal is to take with him as many people as he can, and he will be able to deceive even those of God's chosen people. The unholy trinity will be the anti-God, Satan, dragon, anti-Christ, first beast, anti-spirit, false prophet, second beast. Revelation chapter 12, verse 3. 3 Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. The dragon is Satan. Its red color represents slaughter and destruction, and the seven heads represent the seven evil empires that dominated the world, always trying to take people away from God with their idolatry and false gods. Egypt 2300 BC. Assyria 800 to 600 BC. Babylon 605-539 BC. Medo-Persia 539-331 BC. Greece 331-168 BC. Rome 168 BC to AD 476. Here we have six empires. The last kingdom will be the one the Antichrist will come from. The ten horns will be ten world leaders who will support, obey and give power to the Antichrist, and the seven crowns represent the kingdoms he has already conquered. Revelation chapter 13, verse 1. 1 The dragon stood on the shore of the sea. And I saw a beast coming out of the sea. It had ten horns and seven heads, with ten crowns on its horns, and on each head a blasphemous name. Revelation chapter 17, verse 10. 10 They are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, the other has not yet come. But when he does come, he must remain for only a little while. Revelation chapter 17, verse 12. 12 The ten horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but who for one hour will receive authority as kings along with the beast. The first beast is the Antichrist. It has seven heads and ten horns, exactly like Satan because he is the one who will give power to the Antichrist to dominate the world. The name blasphemy means that all these kingdoms practice idolatry, blaspheming against the only true God. The seven crowns represent a universal kingdom, and the ten horns represent the division of the kingdom of the Antichrist into ten sub-kingdoms, as also indicated by the ten fingers in the image in Nebuchadnezzar's dream Daniel chapter 2 verses 41 to 43 and by the ten horns in the terrifying beast in Daniel chapter 7 verses 7 to 24. The ten crowns mean when the ten world leaders begin to reign with the Antichrist. And the sea represents a very populous area. He will also imitate Jesus by making the Jews believe he is the Messiah because he will have Jewish descendant. Revelation chapter 13, verse 11. 11 Then I saw a second beast, coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, 
but it spoke like a dragon. The second beast is the false prophet. He will present himself as a meek, soft, and benevolent person, exactly like a cute lamb. The two horns indicate the union of the state with the church, which teaches false doctrine. He will be a religious leader, the false prophet will speak deceptively to take people away from God and promote the worship of the Antichrist and Satan. It also says that he will coming out of the earth, it means it's a place with no seacoast. 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. 22 Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. This is the unholy trinity of the end times. Now, let's go to the facts to identify some of the prophecies announced by John. When John wrote this book, Rome was still in charge. The Pope reigned for 1260 years from AD 538-1798, as the book of Daniel prophesied. Just before Napoleon Bonaparte arrested the Pope in AD 1798, a new kingdom was rising slowly. In AD 1776, the United States of America declared independence, and they also created the stamp, Novus Ordo Seclorum, from Latin, which means New Order of Centuries, which currently stamps dollar bills. Revelation chapter 17, verse 8. 8 The beast, which you saw, once was, now is not, and yet will come up out of the abyss and go to its destruction. The inhabitants of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world will be astonished when they see the beast, because it once was, now is not, and yet will come. Revelation 17 11, 11 The beast who once was, and now is not, is an eighth king. He belongs to the seven and is going to his destruction. This is a time reference of the past, present, and future. This refers to Satan, who ruled throughout empires, before Jesus' victory over him, with his death, resurrection, and ascension to heaven. But he will return through the Antichrist in the future, and go to its destruction. This means a short period, the period of great tribulation, that will last seven years. Returning to the revelation given to Daniel from the 70 weeks we learned earlier, there is one week left, that is, seven days, that is, seven years, which was the revelation of the end times. Daniel chapter 9 verse 27. Revelation chapter 13, verse 18. 18 This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. The number of the beast will be the name of the Antichrist added letter by letter in the Hebrew alphanumeric alphabet where each letter refers to a number, the total numerical sum of the letters of the name of the Antichrist, will be the number 666. Luke chapter 21, verses 9 to 11. 9 When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. 10 Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. 11 There will be great earthquakes, famines and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2 to 5. Two people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, three without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, four treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. 5. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Have nothing to do with such people. These are some signs that Jesus' coming is approaching, but since Christ walked on earth, we have heard that the end is near, and it seems that it will never come. It's because God's time is different from ours. 
However, many prophecies have been fulfilled in the last 100 years. Especially in the year 1967, when the people chosen by God declared independence and Israel as a country. Here the prophecy of the book of Daniel was fulfilled. Daniel 12, 11-12. Before that, there were the First and Second World Wars, motivated by the greed for territories, money, and power, which still exist today, such as the wars of the Middle East and the war against drug dealers, illegal weapons, human trafficking, etc. Every year many earthquakes kill thousands of people, as well as the plagues that have killed many people through the years, but have you ever thought that the only plague that stopped the world was the coronavirus? Behind this, it has a much more significant meaning. Jesus' two main commandments are, love God above all things and your neighbor as yourself. Many people did not pay attention, but God allowed all of this to show us how we depend on God and depend on each other. It's a mechanism that constantly rotates, from the one who plants the seed to the one who delivers the food to the door of your house. During the lockdown these people left their houses every day to supply our needs, risking their lives. So, respect people, we depend on each other regardless of color, race, religion, political or sexual preference. If Jesus did not despise anyone who are we to do this? Pray that each of them can meet Jesus, and change their lives, no matter who they are. As for selfish people, rash, conceited, etc., who doesn't know someone like that? With one or more of these characteristics, some recent facts make us believe that the end times may be closer than we can imagine. One of the arguments suggesting that the United States is the seventh empire of Satan is tied to the Statue of Liberty. The history behind this statue takes us back to ancient Babylon during the time of Nimrod, Semiramis, and Tammuz. The copper statue, designed by French sculptor Frédéric Auguste Bartholdi, who drew inspiration from the Colossus of Rhodes, one of the many names associated with the sun god, Tammuz, Nimrod, was constructed by Gustav Eiffel and inaugurated on October 28, 1886. The statue depicts a robed female figure representing the Roman goddess Libertas, Semiramis. She holds a crown with seven rays, a torch, and a tablet inscribed with the date of the Declaration of Independence of the United States, July 4, 1776. The statue symbolically represents the book of Revelation 1718. The woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. In other words, New York, where the United Nations headquarters is located, theoretically rules over all the kings of the earth. It is the city where the governments of each country convene to make decisions related to the world. Matthew 24, verse 14. 14 and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. It took over 2,000 years, but the name of Jesus is known worldwide. Even those who don't believe in him know about his existence. All the signs have already been fulfilled, but for the end to happen, these things had to happen before. The first thing is that Israel would have to be rebuilt, and it was rebuilt in 1948 because the Antichrist would desecrate the temple. He would sit in the temple and will say that it was God, but for this to happen, Israel needed to be rebuilt. According to the fact, the two witnesses will be killed, and the whole world will see. How would the whole world see this? If in the past no one had television, radio or internet, now everyone has it, and also, the part where his image will be everywhere at the same time, this will be done by holograms and the metaverse. The Temple Institute is an organization in Israel, focusing on establishing the Third Temple, and to reinstate animal sacrificial worship. The Jews already have everything prepared for the coming of the Messiah, the project is already ready, and they say that the Temple would take six months to be built, 
In Jerusalem, near the museum, there is a giant menorah of solid gold. The clothes of the priests are already ready, the utensils of the temple. On September 15, 2022, five perfect, unblemished red heifers arrived in Israel from the USA. A modest ceremony was held at the unloading bay of the cargo terminal at Ben Gurion Airport. They will be used for the sacrifices on the new temple like in the past. Only the Ark of the Covenant is missing but they guarantee that they will find this Ark. The Levites priests are already being prepared to assume their positions. Jeremiah 3, verse 16. 16 In those days, when you multiply and increase in the land, declares the Lord, they will no longer discuss the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. It will never come to mind, and no one will remember it or miss it, nor will another one be made. Note, there are many theories about the Ark of the Covenant, but a fact that draws attention is that when Jesus died, the veil that covered the Ark of the Covenant tore from top to bottom. That is, the Spirit of God that was in the Ark came out of there, and as much as it was no more mentioned in the Bible after the reign of Josiah, I believe that the Romans destroyed the Ark in the year 70 along with the other objects in the temple because they destroyed everything so that they could scrape the gold that melted and fell between the stones. Matthew 24 Verses 32-34. 32. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. 33. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. 34. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Many theologians point out that the fig tree represents Israel, as mentioned in Hosea chapter 9, verse 10. For it to sprout, Israel would need to have its territory reconquered, as the Jews were dispersed worldwide after being expelled from Judea by the Romans. This fulfills the prophecy in Ezekiel chapter 37, where the Lord declares he would bring the nation of Israel back to the land promised to Isaac and his offspring. This event occurred on May 14, 1948, approximately 75 years ago. Despite numerous conflicts, Israel has re-established itself as a country with territory and sovereignty. It's worth noting that the Jewish calendar is lunar, and the last season of the year in Israel is summer. When Jesus said, this generation will not pass until all these things happen, he was not referring to the generation of the disciples but to the generation that would witness all these events. In other words, it would be the people who would see the fig tree sprout in the generation of the year 1948. To understand this prophecy of Jesus, many people continue to try to determine how many years a generation lasts, but it is more important to consider how long someone can live. Psalm 90, verses 10. 10 our days may come to 70 years, or 80, if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow for they quickly pass, and we fly away. Taking into account this verse, a person lives on average up to about 70, 80 years, this means that the generation that saw Israel be reborn in 1948 could be alive until the year 2028. It is logical that some people will be able to live more than 100 years, but this is rare to happen so this means that the Great Tribulation could possibly start in 2028. And the most amazing thing is that on May 14, 1948, exactly 100 people were born together with Israel. That is, none of these people will die, as long as everything that has been prophesied in the Bible does not happen. Another interesting fact is that in 2030, it will have been 2,000 years since Jesus began his ministry. Therefore, if the Antichrist is to imitate Jesus in absolutely everything, with the aim of convincing the Jews that he is the Messiah, there is a possibility that he could reveal himself during the same period. Luke 13 32. 32 Go tell that fox, 
I will drive out demons and heal people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. Hosea 6-2. Two after two days he will revive us, on the third day he will raise us up, that we may live before him. 2 Peter 3-8. 8 with the Lord a day is like a thousand years. The two days, representing the two thousand years following Jesus' crucifixion in AD 30, are almost complete. The third day is anticipated to be the millennium mentioned in the book of Revelation 20-4, during which we are expected to live with Jesus here on earth. The book of Leviticus 23 tell us about the Lord's appointed festivals. Starting with Passover, festival of unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost, trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. Jesus fulfilled four of these festivals in his first coming. He was crucified on Passover, he was buried on unleavened bread, rose again on first fruits, and the Holy Spirit was given on Pentecost. The next festivals to be fulfilled as trumpets, atonement and tabernacles. 1 Thessalonians 4:16. 16 For the Lord himself will come down from heaven, with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. In this verse, the Apostle Paul talks directly about the trumpets in reference to Christ's second coming. Scholars believe that Jesus' second coming will occur on the festival of trumpets, which is also the New Year's Eve in Israel. In reference the two festivals left which is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement and the Tabernacle Festival, it will happen after his coming, as it says in Revelation 19:11. 11 I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True, with justice he judges and wages war. Zechariah 14:16. 16 Then the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem will go up year after year to worship the King, the Lord Almighty, and to celebrate the Festival of Tabernacles. In 2030, the United Nations, UN, aims to initiate a major reset in the world. They want to rebuild the economic system because, in their view, capitalism is deemed to be failing. The UN's 2030 agenda comprises 17 areas that they intend to address. They argue that disparities in wealth and differences between nations must be eradicated. Their plan includes eliminating all punitive measures, hence their push for making all cars electric. The president of the World Economic Forum is already asserting that the future of the world lies in brain chips. On August 25, 2022, the Pope announced his succession due to knee and colon issues. He did not rule out the possibility of resigning in the face of health challenges. There is a significant possibility that the next Pope might be the person who will support the Antichrist. However, for the Jews to believe, just as the Antichrist will be Jewish, he will also have Jewish descent. This is because, for the Jews, he will be the Elijah, who has returned to announce the arrival of the Messiah. Malachi 4, verses 5 and 6. 5. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. 6. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Jesus reveals that John the Baptist was the fulfillment of the prophecy of Malachi, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you will accept it, this is Elijah who was to come. Matthew 11, verses 13 to 14. That is, according to the prophecy of Malachi, the goal of Elijah would be reconciliation, and this is what John the Baptist did when he preached in the desert. The first cardinal with recognized Jewish ancestry, Anacletus II, was elected pope in 1130 by a majority of the College of Cardinals. Anacletus II, whose original name was Pietro, Peter, Pierleone, 
was the great-grandson of a Roman Jew, Baruch Pirleone, who with his entire family had converted to Catholicism 100 years earlier on Easter of 1030. There are two other popes who reigned before Anacletus which the historians claim were Jewish descendants of the Pirleone family. John Gratian Pirleone, known as Gregory VI, he reigned between 1045-1046, and Gregory VII, also known as Hildebrand he reigned between 1073-1085, and he was elevated to sainthood and canonized in 1606. There have been no popes since Anacletus II in 1130 whom all historians agree were of Jewish descent. We nearly had one in our day when Cardinal Lustinger, the Archbishop of Paris and a Holocaust survivor, was touted as a possible candidate for Pope after John Paul II. But Lustinger, aged and in ill health, resigned as a cardinal before John Paul's death and did not participate in the Vatican Synod which elected Cardinal Ratzinger Pope. During the Holocaust, the Catholic Church played a role in the rescue of hundreds of thousands of Jews from being murdered by the Nazis. Members of the church, through lobbying of Axis officials, provision of false documents, and the hiding of people in monasteries, convents, schools, among families and the institutions of the Vatican itself, saved over 800,000 of Jews. That is, most of these Jews became members of the Vatican, but the Vatican has always concealed the identity of these people, perhaps because of the hatred the whole world feels for Jews, or for some other unknown reason. But an interesting fact is that in November 2019, a cardinal has accepted his Jewish ancestry, his mother was a Holocaust survivor, he is the mayor of the Dicastery for the Service of Integral Human Development, he is one of the favorites of Pope Francis as a possible candidate for the papacy. In order to establish a new, unified strategy for the financial investments of Catholic institutions, and churches, the Vatican has ordered all Catholic institutions and churches worldwide to transfer all money, gold, securities, and anything else of value to the Vatican Bank by the end of September 2022. As an excuse, that they want to create a new, unified policy for the financial investments of the Holy See and the Vatican State, as we have already seen, money must come to an end. And for this to happen, the world will go through a crisis that will devalue everything, and that is when the Antichrist will step in, with the solution of a single currency to be able to control the economy and the people, so that those who do not join the single currency will no longer be able to buy or sell. There is a project to unify the three religions, Judaism, Catholicism, and Islam. This movement was created in 2018 by the Jew Mr. Akif Jilalov, president of the World Congress of Mountain Jews. In the same year, he went to the Vatican and spoke with Pope Francis about the project to unify religious leaders and governments, in 2020 the United Religions was internationally recognized as a non-governmental organization. On September 13, 2022, a two-day congress was held in Kazakhstan, attended by all religious leaders, to negotiate a possible peace treaty between all religions. More than 100 delegations from over 60 countries attended the congress. Yet Jesus, the real Prince of Peace, was not even mentioned at the meeting. Another indication that the world is being set up for the coming of the Antichrist, and the single worldwide religion. One world religion refers to the merging of all existing religions, to establish a single global religion. Pope Francis meets with religious leaders from all around the world, urging them to build a future together or there will be no future at all. An article published on April 3, 2019 reveals Pope Francis speaking with an audience of Muslims, telling them that God wants a fraternity among Muslims and Catholics. Conversion is not your mission, Pope tells Catholics in Morocco, according to an article in Reuters. 
He encourages everyone to live in brotherhood with other faiths, which is opposite of what the Bible teaches. A One World Religion headquarters was open on February 16, 2023. The headquarters is called the Abrahamic Family House and it was built on an island in the middle eastern city of Abu Dhabi. The headquarters is being done in collaboration with Pope Francis and Sunni Muslim leader, Sheikh Amen al Tayyib, after they both signed a global peace covenant called the Document of Human Fraternity for World Peace. In February 4, 2019. Perhaps, like the Abrahamic family house that promises tolerance and understanding, the UAE constitution also guarantees freedom of religion, in accordance with established customs, but the devil is in the details. Though certain practices, like conversion from Islam, are directly prohibited, penal code for the UAE defers to Sharia law, which strictly prohibits apostasy. The One World Religion headquarters have three buildings, each building representing a religion, the mosque, the church, and the synagogue. Their website says, the church is dedicated to St. Francis of Assisi. The church faces the direction of the rising sun, as light is considered symbolic of divinity. Its forest of columns is orientated in this direction to maximize the eastern light. The timber battens are inspired by rays of light and reference the altar at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. They are dedicating the church to St. Francis of Assisi, the Orisha god from Santeria which is also called Orula, instead of dedicating it to Jesus, our Savior. Additionally, there are references to the sun, the god's son worshipped in the Roman Empire. Despite this, the Pope claims to be a follower of Jesus. However, he has accepted the notion that no Arab can convert to Christianity, implying a denial of Jesus. Matthew 10, verse 33. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. 1 John 2, verse 23. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father, either but anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Though usually not enforced, teaching that Jesus is the only God is considered to be an act of insulting Allah or the Prophet Muhammad and offenders can be subject to imprisonment for five or more years, fined from 250,000 dirhams, $68,100, to 2 million dirhams, $545,000, and Christians may be deported. To add to the confusion of bringing understanding and tolerance, Sunni Muslim leader, Sheikh Amen al Tayyib, who is widely touted as a moderate Muslim, strongly believes that Muslims who convert from Islam to any other religion, including Christianity, should be killed. So, if the idea of the One World Religion headquarters is to bring tolerance and understanding, then why build it in a Muslim country where conversion is illegal and why do it together with a Muslim cleric who teaches that Muslim apostates should be killed? Isn't that the opposite of tolerance and understanding? Connected to this construction project will be an interfaith council to oversee projects which aim to advance tolerance, but perhaps the tolerance will be only one directional. In December 2020, the United Nations passed an anti-blasphemy law that most Christians are not aware of. The loosely translated law, as embraced by the UAE, prohibits any teachings against Islam, including biblical teachings which could be considered offensive. Check out the picture in the text. The United States is the last of the empires prophesied in the Bible, it is the wealthiest country in the world, and money means power. In addition, nine other world powers are in the top 10 of 2020 as the world's richest countries. China, Germany, the United Kingdom, France, Japan, South Korea, Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the United Arab Emirates. All of them are allied countries of the United States.
Another important fact is that the United States is the second country in the world with the most significant number of Jews besides Israel, and as we already know, the Antichrist came from the United States and had Jewish descent so that Jews could believe that he was the Messiah. But how will we know who the Antichrist is? That's the problem, we will only know after he is already reigning. He will be a very influential person in society, he will be born from an influential family, and he will show himself to be a kind person in the eyes of the world, determined to end famine and bring world peace, his speech will leave people seduced, and he will deceive them easily. Before all this happens, Jesus warned us to be vigilant because when this person takes power, there is a possibility that God will take his church so that we do not go through the great tribulation. Do you know how Sodom and Gomorrah is today? Yes, scholars found the exact location of the two cities, but the most incredible discovery made in ancient Sodom and Gomorrah is that the sulfur there is unlike anything we have ever seen. The sulfur of planet Earth rarely exceeds a purity level of 40%, but what exists in the ancient cities has a purity level of around 96%, making it combustible to this day. After the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, the water was oversalted, meaning there was no life left. In Genesis 13:10, Lot saw what the Dead Sea looked like before, full of life. After the destruction, it became uninhabitable. In Ezekiel 47, there is a prophecy that says that the Dead Sea will have life again in the Messianic era, that is, when the return of the true Messiah, namely Jesus is near. The Dead Sea will have life again. Recently an Israeli reporter photographed some fish swimming in the Dead Sea, which scientifically this would be impossible. Due to its high salt content, Noam Bedin explained that indeed, freshwater from Jerusalem filled the sinkholes with microorganisms and marine life, as well as vegetation growing, thus, fulfilling another biblical prophecy. Ezekiel 47, verses 8 to 9. 8 Then said he unto me, these waters issue out toward the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. 9 And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the river shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live whither the river cometh. There are three main theories about the timing of the rapture. The theory of the rapture before, during and after the Great Tribulation. Jesus could have given several other examples, such as Sodom and Gomorrah, which were also surprised by the wrath of God. But one fact that draws attention is that he used the example of Noah, a man who tried to warn about the big flood but was called crazy, called a fool, but who was faithful to God to the end. Another argument used is that after chapter 3 the word church is no longer found in the book of Revelation until it appears again at the end of the book. Revelation 3, verse 10. 10 Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 10. 10 And to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivered us from the wrath to come. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 9. 9 For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 2, verses 5 to 9. 5 And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. 6 And, turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to be overthrown, making them an example unto those who thereafter should live ungodly. 7 And if he delivered righteous Lot, vexed with the filthy conduct of the wicked. 8 For that righteous man, 
having dwelt among them seeing and hearing, was vexed in his righteous soul day after day with their unlawful deeds. 9 Then the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Zechariah 14, verses 3-5. 3 Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. 4 And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. 5 And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel. Yea, ye shall flee as ye fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah king of Judah, and the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. Romans 8, verse 1. 1 There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Romans 5, verse 9 and 10. 9 Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. 10 For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. There is no biblical basis for the rapture taking place during the tribulation. Many say that it takes place because Christians need to prove themselves. Many believe that the rapture will take place almost simultaneously at the end of the tribulation, that is, the church will meet Jesus in the air and return to earth for the millennium. The prophetic timeline is structured in such detail and complexity that the events of many events depend on previous prophecies that had to occur first. Like a line of dominoes, if just one event in the timeline does not occur, all future chronological sequences of events and accomplishments are completely misaligned. Matthew 24, verses 38 to 42. 38 For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. 39 And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. 42 Men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. 41 Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken and the other left. 42 Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. All those who accept Jesus and repent from the bottom of their hearts will be taken. God will remove all true Christians from the earth. People will disappear without explanation, and the Spirit of God will leave the planet. As a result, the story of UFOs, which Satan has planted in people's minds, will surface. Many people will think that these UFOs are the ones responsible for abducting all these people. Furthermore, God will also take all children because they are without sin. NASA is reportedly hiring theologians to defend the existence of extraterrestrial beings. However, the accurate interpretation of the book of Ezekiel 1-428 suggests that it is describing cherubim rather than beings from another planet. The lights mentioned in the context symbolize spiritual authority. Despite claims by several countries that they have shot down spacecraft, no evidence has been presented to support these assertions. The Blue Beam Project is alleged to be a scheme by powerful entities to establish a new world order through a meticulously planned, large-scale deception. This project supposedly employs advanced holographic technology to simulate religious and extraterrestrial events, leading people to accept a global government. The Blue Beam Project aims to manipulate public perception and control societies. Tests with holograms have allegedly been conducted in various parts of the world, 
including a sighting of a blue spiral and a curtain of green lights in the sky over Hawaii, captured on camera. Revelation 13:13, 13 and it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to the earth in full view of the people. In February 2023, the United States claimed to have observed and subsequently shot down an unidentified object in Alaska. Similar statements were made by Canada, China, and Uruguay, although no concrete evidence has been presented to date. Matthew 24 24. 24 for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. After this, the chaos will be spread in the world and the following events will happen. Revelation 6. Verses 1 to 4. 1 I watched as the Lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come. 2 I looked, and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow, and he was given a crown, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. 3 When the Lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. 4 Then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other. To him was given a large sword. From that moment on, the Antichrist will take action to bring false world peace, starting with the peace agreement between Israel and the remaining Arab countries. From this, the Jews will believe that he is the Messiah, and he will begin the reconstruction of the Third Temple in Jerusalem. When the Bible speaks of the persecution of the saints, it means that a large number of people will put their faith in Jesus Christ during the tribulation and will therefore be persecuted and killed by the Antichrist, just like Jesus' disciples in the past, including the Jews, who will already know at that time that the Messiah who has waited for so long came 2,000 years ago and will soon return. The Jews do not believe that Jesus is the Messiah because he did not rebuild the third temple and did not bring world peace. But what they do not understand is that this will happen after the second coming of Jesus. When the second seal was broken, false world peace would also end, and World War III will begin. Revelation 11. Verses 3 and 6. 3 And I will appoint my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1260 days, clothed in sackcloth. 6 They have power to shut up the heavens so that it will not rain during the time they are prophesying and they have power to turn the waters into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they want. As soon as the first seal is broken and the Antichrist appears, God will also send two witnesses to Jerusalem to preach repentance and announce the true Messiah, who is Jesus. By the characteristics described, these witnesses will be Moses and Elijah. They will prophesy for three and a half years, and by that time there will be no rain on the earth so that the water will be scarce besides that people will be thirst and starve because without rain there is no harvest, and this will trigger Third World War. On September 15, 2020, the first peace agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates was signed, intermediated by President Donald Trump. It was called Abraham's Peace Treaty. Almost a month later, Bahrain also signed a peace agreement, and Oman congratulated the countries on the deal, while Iran and Palestine said it was shameful. On January 6, 2021, Sudan was the fifth country to sign the agreement. On December 10, 2020, Morocco also signed the agreement. In one year, four countries signed the agreement, and Israel states that Oman may be next. On March 3, 2022, Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salman, said he sees Israel as a potential ally with shared interests, not an enemy, but that it must solve its conflict with the Palestinians first. 
Historically the Arabs only unite to war against Israel. Israel has peace agreements with Jordan and Egypt, and through these new agreements, it will open the doors for the other Arab countries also to sign it, but there will be resistance from some Arab countries to accept this peace agreement, that's when the Antichrist steps in, to intermediate the rest of the deals to bring false peace to the world. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 2-3. 2 For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. 3 While people are saying, peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly, as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Check out the pictures in the text. On the 9th of November 2021, the government of Mexico gave as a gift to the United Nations headquarters in New York two statues representing the World Guardian of Peace and Security. The first statue is a combination of a leopard and an eagle, as described in the book of Daniel 7, verse 4 in Revelation 13. Verse 2, in Mexico, it is known as Alahibre, and are considered the guardians of the dead. The Mexican government describes the second Alahibre as the peace with an eagle head, coyote ears, and iguana body. The eagle symbolizes foresight, and the coyote personifies cunning. An iguana can travel by land or water and the eagle by air, so there are no obstacles or borders these guardians can't cross, according to Angelus. The second statue is a combination of a dragon body with an eagle head. Also, in the books of Daniel and Revelation, the Bible's meaning of this is that the dragon represents Satan and the eagle means Babylon. An interesting fact is, coyotes are species of canine native to North America. It fits the characteristics of the Antichrist that will come from the USA, with Satan's power, and will have as a base the new Babylon. Revelation 18. Verses 2-3. Two with a mighty voice he shouted, Fallen. Fallen is Babylon the Great. She has become a dwelling for demons and a haunt for every impure spirit. A haunt for every unclean bird. A haunt for every unclean and detestable animal. Three for all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Babylon, mentioned in several books of the Bible, will be rebuilt in luxury and be the Antichrist's capital during the tribulation period. In October 2017, Saudi Arabia's crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, announced the construction of the new city, which is super modern, luxurious, and highly technological, will be a car-free and sustainable city, which will be called Neom, which means, new future, with more than 26,000 square kilometers it will be built in northwest Saudi Arabia and part of it will also cover Egypt and Jordan. Check out the pictures. They claim that it will be a global business center located in one of the world's most important economic transit areas, the Red Sea, where almost a tenth of world trade flows, and the initial investment will be $500 billion. In January 2021, Saudi Arabia announced the first part of the Neom project, a city called, The Line, they say it will be the city of the future, and the first phase will be completed in 2025. The final phase will be ready in 2030. It starts in the town of Tabuk, Saudi Arabia, and ends on the border with Egypt, which is very close to Israel, which coincidentally will pass through the same place, which we saw at the beginning of this study, the exact location where the exodus occurred. The city of Neom will be a large complex for various luxury projects, among them are Trojina, will be in the mountains where it will be aimed at residents and tourists, who will have virtual reality experiences, the project will suit the four seasons of the year, and there will be a ski resort in the middle of the desert. Oxagon, will be a floating industrial complex in the shape of an octagon. 
They expect Oxagon to become a new focal point for global trade flows and service shipping routes through the Red Sea. The plans for the complex include a desalination plant, a hydrogen plant and an oceanographic research center. Their goal is to redefining the traditional industrial city, inside it will also have Neom Tech and Digital Company. Sindala, will be a luxury resort complex in a private island. It is planned to have a marina and three luxury hotels. Utamo, will be theater of the future where reality and the digital realm converge. It will host events that redefine the benchmark of entertainment, making it one of the world's most exclusive event spaces. Norlana, Sarana, Epicon, Leia, will be luxury hotels and residencies around the city of Neom. Neom plans to become agricultural fields and to rely heavily on genetically engineered crops. Approximately 20,000 individuals are expected to relocate due to the construction of Neom. The Hauatat tribe, indigenous to the region, expresses non-opposition to the city but strongly opposes forced expulsion and violence. Activist Abdul Rahim al-Hawaiti, on April 13, 2020, reported online that Saudi security forces were attempting to evict him and fellow tribe members from their ancestral land to pave the way for the Neom development. He was shot and killed by Saudi security forces. The Saudi Arabia government has hidden the holy place where God first manifested himself for years, and now they will build this city in precisely the same place. The Bible describes Great Babylon in the same way these projects are described, full of luxuries and extravagance, and everyone has been enriched at its expense. Babylon means, God's gate, the Jews, however, say it is a term of Hebrew origin, which means, great confusion, and even appears in the Bible. Saudi Arabia is the largest, great, country among the 22 Arab countries. The Mukab is a proposed architectural project to build a 400-meter-tall mammoth cube-shaped skyscraper in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. The project is the size of 20 Empire State Buildings. The interior as currently planned will feature enormous holographic projections aimed at making viewers feel as if they are in different realities, times, and places. The interior will also feature a swirling tower for observation decks and restaurants, from which the projections will emanate. It will be the world's largest single-built structure with around 2 million square meters of interior floor space. According to the Public Investment Fund, the Mukab building will be the world's first immersive, experiential destination, where you enter a new reality, transported to Mars one day, and magical worlds the next. It will definitely be a gateway to another world. The Saudi Arabian government expects the project to be finished by 2030. In a surprising move, Saudi Arabian football club Al Nasser secured Cristiano Ronaldo, while Al Halal signed Neymar. Although Lionel Messi declined a playing role, he accepted a $25 million offer from the Saudi Minister of Tourism for a public partnership collaboration. The Saudi government is investing $20 billion from its sovereign wealth fund to elevate the Arabian League to global prominence, aiming to diversify the economy beyond oil. In addition to football, Saudi Arabia is allocating billions to dominate the gaming industry and is negotiating entry into the BRICS bank for increased political influence. Recognizing football's global reach, the Saudi government aims to enhance the country's visibility. Brazilian TV station Band has already secured rights to broadcast the Saudi League, similar to the strategy employed for the Qatar World Cup. Now, Saudi Arabia has won the bid to host the 2034 World Cup, further solidifying its presence on the international sporting stage. As we can observe, Saudi Arabia is heavily investing to become the world's leading power.
If you notice, there is no city in the world with as much luxury and extravagance. In the wealthiest cities, there are still low-income people working for the rich, but in the case of this particular city, there will be no poor, as the heavy lifting will be done by robots. In fact, only people with a higher education are being hired to work in this city. In addition, Kuwait, Qatar, and the United Arab Emirates also have the same plans. They want to decrease dependence on oil, which in Saudi Arabia is 40%, to become a global investment powerhouse and finally transform the country's location into a hub that connects the three continents Asia, Europe, and Africa. The project is called Saudi Vision 2030. In the event of a war, maritime borders are fundamental from a logistical, military, and economic point of view, as 10% of world trade passes through the Suez Canal, and in this case, Saudi Arabia could block the Suez Canal and have several countries in its hands. As in World War II, it was through the water that the Allies' victory began when the troops invaded Normandy on the so-called D-Day. Controlling the coast is a fundamental part of a military strategy. Some events that took place for the first time in 2022. A study published in March in the journal Environment International found microplastics in blood samples of 80% of the people tested. November 15, 2022, which is the date the world's population crossed the 8 billion mark for the first time, according to the United Nations, UN. On October 2, 2022, the sun triggered a powerful solar explosion that reached its peak. During the summer, extreme heat due to climate change melted train and highway signs in Europe, and train tracks turned black after catching fire. French scientists thawed 13 dormant viruses on Siberian ice, sparking fears of a new pandemic. They were under permafrost, a type of permanently frozen ground. These RNA and DNA nuclei had been dormant for 48,000 years. Growing citizen outrage over economic problems, particularly the rise in inflation, led to a new record in anti-government protests in 2022. Several protests took place in Europe, China, Iran, Sri Lanka, Kazakhstan, among others. The economic crisis in Sri Lanka has begun to become difficult for all citizens. Fuel and cooking gas became increasingly expensive and difficult to get as inflation soared. The government clamped import bans. By the time protests began in the nation in April 2022, things had come to such a pass that schools had been shut, basic food items had gone out of the reach of the common man, and long power cuts had become the norm. Even life-saving medicines were nearly out of stock, said Sri Lanka's doctors. Thousands demanded the resignation of then-President Gotabaya Rajapaksa, whose government was blamed for the persistent mismanagement of the country's finances. Finally, on July 9, 2022, protesters stormed Rajapaksa's home, forcing him to flee the country before resigning. In Kazakhstan, protesters questioned not only the lifting of maximum prices for liquefied natural gas, but also the lack of freedom. These countries are an example of what will happen on a global scale in the near future. The prophetic timeline to the events of the global crisis and natural disasters is not the end, but the necessary foundation for rapid global change. Due to instability and chaos, people will cry out for a new world order.